Real leaders leave a legacy. They capture the hearts and minds of their teams. Their origin story puts the safety and well-being of their people first. Great companies ubiquitously have safe yet productive operations. For those companies, safety is an investment, not a cost for the C-suite. It's a real topic of daily focus. This is The Safety Guru with your host, Eric McCroskey, a globally recognized ops and safety guru, public speaker, and author. Are you ready to leave a safety legacy? Your legacy success story begins now. Hi, and welcome to The Safety Guru. Today, I'm very excited to have with me none other than Cookie. We'll get to his name very soon, but he's uh, Australia's Health and Safety Professional of the Year in 2020, uh, out from Queensland, Australia, an expert in powerline safety. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So Cookie, first we've got to get into the name. How, how did you end up with that nickname? <laughs> well, my, um, my given name is, is Glenn Cook. Um, so in Australia, we're very good at giving people nicknames, but um, uh, we weren't real um, creative on this one. It just became Cookie. Um, <laughs> My old man or my father was called Cookie as well, very um, affectionately known as Cookie. So, yeah, <laughs> just from school, mate, from all my mates, and yeah, everyone just started cook calling me Cookie. And in this role, it's, it's a very good um, name to sort of break down barriers very quickly no with, um, with workers, right? So you're in instantly uh, approachable. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So tell me a little bit about how you got into uh, safety, but more specifically about power line safety. Oh, look, I've um, been an electrician for for over thirty years now. Like the the bulk of my time was on the on the tools. You know, I was climbing poles, digging holes, putting power lines back up after you know natural disasters and storms and and cyclones and stuff like that. So I sort of fell into a inspectorial role. So I'm an inspector as well, and I became a senior inspector up in far north Queensland in Cairns. And uh, I sort of worked all over Queensland um, from from Cairns in North Queensland right up to Thursday Island, which is in the Torres Straits mm. uh, in, in Queensland, all over Cape York and even a bit of time in Brisbane. But like, I never thought that I'd ever be in safety. Um, you know, no one likes a safety guy. Here comes <laughs> the safety guy. Look at it. <clears throat> you know, it wasn't, wasn't where I thought I'd be at all. And then... Mm. Being a senior inspector, I've done over 300 shock investigations as well. So uh, it, part of that role is in, investigate fatalities. But <clears throat> on top of that, I was also the first responder to, to numerous accidental contacts with power lines. So uh, my cross career sort of moved to uh, Harvey Bay, which is sort of in, in South Queensland. Mm -hmm. and um, And I moved here and within the first couple of months, I had a another incident involving accidental contact with power lines and mm -hmm. you know i was just, was employed as a, as a leader here in harvey bay and i got a phone call something's going on down the road um and i just jumped in my vehicle straight away because all my guys are out working and i thought i'll go and have a look myself <clears throat> i started driving down the road and then i could see a big commotion uh near an elevated work platform you know the the fireys were there the the ambulance were there and um, I thought about myself because I knew straight away I've gone, someone's contacted power lines, you know. Right. I, I thought about myself. I, I still say it to this day. It was selfish of me, but you do think about yourself, right? And I'm like, why me again? You know, I'm about to see something that is not nice. And hmm. 
I instantly forgot about that because I looked to my left and it's the Harvey Bay High School and it's lunchtime and there's about oh 80 to 100 kids mm-hmm. all lined up on the school fence and they've seen a person accidentally electrocute himself um, operating a elevated work platform uh, with a he had a paint roller in his hand and got too close to uh, oh 11,000 volt power lines and was instantly killed um, after he he got too close. Like on this particular day, it didn't even he didn't even touch that power line. He just got too close. Uh-huh. Um, and then for me, I've gone. Why don't people understand? Why don't people in the construction industry? Why don't people in the mm-hmm. agricultural sector understand how dangerous power lines can be mm-hmm. if you get too close to them? Right. Um, and in I sort of got found out by my business in this investigation because once I got interviewed by the investigators and. <clears throat> And because um, not coming from this region, I was sort of well known in my own patch up in far north Queensland. Yep. But moving to a new area, um, people started asking all these questions, and they've gone, "Wow, you've got a, you know, you've got a lot of um, experience there." And, and and I, I met my boss, Aaron Smith, who um, basically has empowered me to do what I do today, and sort of explained the job to me. He's like, "You should come and work for me," and and I'm like, "Nah, not interested in safety," you know, and. <laughs> And uh, he said, I said, I sort of started asking questions. I said, what's what's the title of it? And he said, oh, Community Health and Safety Advisor. <laughs> and I said, oh, sounds like you're hearing condoms out at the hospital. I'll be right. Oh, I'll stick with what I'm doing, right? And then, yeah, he did explain a little bit more to me. And I went, actually, I think this is an area where yeah. I could actually help people, right? And, um, yeah, this, you know, it was nearly 10 years ago to the day. You know, it's probably about 10 years and six months since I sort of started this role and you know like I said I never thought I'd be in safety let alone win a national award in safety so um yeah it's 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 been an interesting journey to be to be honest so yeah well, kudos, kudos on the award so so tell me a little bit about power lines so obviously power lines high voltage very dangerous but how come people have so often make contact with a power line or get close to it um, and go through that? Because as you said, it's not necessarily making contact. Sometimes it's just getting close to it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, when I first started this role, I'm looking at it from a very, you know, I'm a power industry employee, right? Um, and I was looking at it like, you know, people are just silly. You know, how can they not, you know, see the power lines and, you know, do, are they just working too close? And that's what I was thinking. Like, <clears throat> you know, pe- people are just taking risks. I quickly found out that it's just not the case. So when I first started the role, I realized that I had to take off my power line employee hat mm. and start thinking about it from a worker perspective. So once I started looking at all the stats and I quickly realized that, you know, 90% of these incidents are all workers, right? So they're right. workers in the construction and agricultural industry primarily, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other 10% are normally just people cutting trees in their front yard or, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I started looking at it and talking to just, you know, putting putting myself in their situation. Like, for instance, I knew nothing about the cotton industry and cotton's um, mm-hmm. a very big industry in southwest Queensland. Um, coming from north Queensland, I knew a lot about cane, the cane industry, sure. but I didn't know cotton. So... I basically went to our, one of our uh, 
cotton regions, one of the local depots. So I don't want to know about more about the cotton industry. And he introduced me to a cotton farmer and I went on the farm for a day and he showed me, showed me his whole operation and, and the height of the machines and, you know, what they were up against. And I've just gone and quickly realised that people simply do not see the power lines. They, mm-hmm. they you know, the, the stories that I've heard in the last 10 years, people have got a very similar um, story every time I say to people, so what happened on that particular day? And they mm-hmm. say, Cookie, I 100% knew the power line was there. I just didn't see it. And, mm-hmm. you know, doing lots of <clears throat> training and, and, and that in human factors over the years, I've just gone, wow, all this um, training's come <laughs> coming back to haunt me. And then I quickly realized it's because we're humans and we've got human factors, exactly. right? Yep. Um, and our eyes and our brain actually don't work that well together. Mm-hmm. So that you know, eyes and our brain aren't like the video camera on your phone. You know, you simply will not pick up everything in your sphere of vision. So, yep. being able to explain that to people when I um, jump up in, in front of an audience and helping people understand that they've got these human factors and they actually don't see power lines, is just powerful, right? And mm-hmm. I term it inattentional blindness. So I sort of did a bit of research on on um, on Google, and, and there's there's <laughs> lots of different terms that people use for it. Um, I I explain it as inattentional blindness because I've met a few pilots, and and, yep. and they do lots of work on inattentional um, blindness and human factors, mm-hmm. and they sort of term it inattentional blindness. So I sort of grabbed onto that term just to try and explain it to people. So um, having understand understood why. People are hitting power lines. So I always ask people, I said, so when you drove here this morning, mm-hmm. you know, before I'm doing my talk, I say, how many power lines did you see? Right. And people look around the room and they, they go, how does Cookie know I didn't see any power lines? You know? <laughs> and I go, well, you know, you don't see them, but I drive around and I look at them all day. I, I get in trouble when we go on holidays. Um, I'll be looking at power lines and, and my wife and kids will be going, you, Dad's looking at power lines again. I'm like, I might be a little bit weird, I suppose, but you know that, that's the industry I'm in. I see them, but you know, normal people don't because your brain has actually trained you to, you know, your brain's constantly trying to conserve energy mm-hmm. and your brain's gone, you don't need to worry about their power lines. They're out of your reach. So power lines are designed to be out of your normal everyday reach. Sure in your normal everyday lives, you know, driving to and from work, going to get the kids from school, going to get shopping. But when you start work and you've got a ladder, you've got an elevator work platform, you've got, you know, an excavator on the back of a truck, mm-hmm. you're using an excavator, you know, all these things are very high um, and have got the, you know, the, the risk of actually contacting overhead power lines. Uh, and then, you know, the further I got into it, then you realise that nobody understands how electricity works or the basic mm. theory of electricity and what to do in an emergency. Because that was the other things that I, I found straight away in this role was the fatalities that I was seeing was people hit a power line, then they panic and try and get right. out of the vehicle. Okay. Right? Mm. So uh, that, that they're the things that I promote in my talks is, you know, my personal experience and, and why I got into safety. Um, and, and how I've become an expert. So mm-hmm. people then go, oh, Cookie's the expert. I better listen to who he's talking about. And, um, you know, talk about the legislation and why, you know, we have exclusion zones and, and why there's laws to work around power lines because if you hit them, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to come off second best. But then also the basics on electricity. So I always say to people, knowledge is the best defense when it comes to electrical safety. 
and particularly power line safety. Because sure. if you understand how electricity works and if you stay in the vehicle, you'll be safe, you, you won't get hurt. And, and mm. you know, I get, you know, talk to people all over, you know, Queensland, Australia, mostly in New Zealand. And, you know, I'll be in an outback pub somewhere having a meal at night after I've spoken to a group. And, uh, you know, I might, I've got my look up and live shirt on and people come up to you and say, what do you do? And then, you know, you say I'm in power line safety and they go, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know how that works. Yeah, you jump out and you shuffle away and, and they get it all wrong, right? Right. <clears throat> and I said, you've missed the point that the, the most important point is to actually stay, right? Mm. You're, you're more likely to win the lotto or, you know, than actually hit a power line and have to escape, right? Sure. Hopefully all the technology works and the power trips off or turns off. And if you just stay in the vehicle, you're safe. But you just you don't know whether it's on or off. Sure. So you know, I always just push the fact that it's it's stay in the vehicle, you call emergency, and you wait for help. Mm-hmm. If that takes four hours, you're still going to be alive, right? So sure. I've just seen too many people where you know you get into that fight or flight. You know, back to the caveman days. Yeah. If you if you actually have that knowledge, not knowledge is the best defense. If you've got the knowledge and you understand that you're like a bird on a wire because, you know, the machine's made mm-hmm. of metal and metal's a better conductor than the human body, you're like, you know, it's going to go through the metal first. Sure. So just stay there. So that that's the, you know, the crux of, of what I try and communicate to, to all my clients and, and, and people in my sessions is mm-hmm. that, you know, if you understand how it works, it can save your life. Um, so, yeah, and... You know, understanding why we actually make mistakes because we're sure. humans, right? Exactly. But you know, yeah. One one of the things that I remember when we first connected uh, that really struck me is you talked about I, I believe the exact number was twenty five times more likely to hit an overhead wire versus an underground the call before you dig. Can you double click on this because that's a, a shocking difference? Same electrical circumstance but why is it there's more risk on the overhead versus underground oh look at it comes back to the inattentional blindness again right mm-hmm. so i you know i've been doing this for a number of years and i sat down for a beer one afternoon with my boss and we, we're hardly in the same spot at the same time so mm-hmm. we'd we'd been together for the day and went and had a a feed and, <laughs> and a beer and i said to him mate we are missing the mark when it comes to you know, the overhead power line safety because, you know, we do these talks, mm-hmm. but at the end, we don't have a tool for people to actually plan works near power lines. Right. And, I, and I said to him, you know, I've looked at the stats. We have one underground power line incident to 25 overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge difference. And I said, the reason why people are hitting the overhead stuff is because of inattentional blindness. Yep. But... The reason why they we don't hit underground power lines is people are about to dig and they go, well, I can't see that underground right. power line. So we do in Australia we call it die before you dig. Mm-hmm. So to to then you know um, get the die before you dig app and try and get a plan, you know it is the start of a very simple plan. So mm-hmm. you're already less likely to hit an underground power line or gas or, or communications um, already by just starting that very simple plan. Sure. Whereas with overhead, businesses rely 
on operators and machinery and workers to actually see the overhead infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And as I said at the start, they simply don't. So we're setting people and workers up Mm -hmm. to fail because they turn up on site and look, 99% of these are all males as well. So Mm -hmm. males just want to get the job done. Let's just jump in and, you know, away we go. And you just absolutely do not see the overhead infrastructure. So I said, you know, we need a way to help people plan their work Right. Their overhead power lines, um, and I think that's where you're getting to. Is we we developed a, a look up and live app. Mm-hmm. So at lookupandlive.com, um, also in the in the app stores, you'll find the look up and live app, which basically maps every power line mm-hmm. uh, in Queensland, New South Wales, and South Australia at the moment. And we're also talking to all the other states to see whether they want to join and New Zealand. Um, and I've also spoken to um, uh, some of the guys in in Canada as mm-hmm. well. Um, about joining the the Look Up and Live app to basically overlay power lines onto like a Google Maps. So it'll, it allows people to just start that plan, you know, from, you know, a project that's nine months out or 12 months out. What's there? Oh, okay. There's some high-voltage power lines that are going to mm-hmm. be in our way for our, um, you know, our unit development or, or you know. Sure whatever it is on a farm it's like well we've got a harvest we've got a plan what is the plan to work around this overhead power line um and being able to put that plan in place reduces the risk of hitting an overhead power line yeah so we have managed to reduce uh, a few of the incidents so since we've implemented it uh in 2017 as a trial with lots of different industries uh, we've reduced total contacts by 25%. Um, right. And in particular, in uh, agricultural, we've reduced the incidence by 50%. Um, and in in aviation, we've reduced it by uh, 70% as well. So it, it's been a very successful tool, to be honest, um, and people are using it, which, which is great. Awesome. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But a simple concept, but really is it's at the end of the day... It sounds like I need to have a plan, <clears throat> really understand my hazards and, and be aware that the hazards may not be as visible as I thought. <clears throat> and if something goes wrong, understand how to how to manage the circumstances, which is really stay put. That, yeah, and that's right. So in the app, we've got all that emergency information as well, right? So, you know, and, and the other beauty of it is, um, you know, it's a serve you type application. So mm-hmm. uh, die before you dig in, in Australia is a very much, okay, I want to, I want to excavate here. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, all the members get sent your information and they all send it back bit by bit. Normally it's in a schematic, right? But whereas with the overhead stuff, people are after different information. So looking at it on a desktop or a laptop or even using it on your phone, um, you know, to go to the next job, for example, I know a lot of crane companies are using this. So they type in their address for the next job. Mm-hmm. They have a look on their phone and they go, oh, yep, there's power lines there. So on the, when they're on the way, they're thinking about it. Once they you know, turn up at the at the construction site, for example, their brain is now going, oh, you've seen that on your phone. And then it's identifying all the hazards. Right. So like I said, it's it because it's images, right? Our, our, we're humans. We mm-hmm. love images, right? We... We, we want to correlate and make sense of things. Sure. So once you've looked at it on your phone, 
uh, you turn up on site, you go, oh yeah, that's the line I seen. That was eleven thousand volts, you know, and um, you know the threat, the exclusion zone is three meters because I seen that on my phone, um, and the phone mm-hmm. also told me that I or the Look Up and Live app has told me that I need a safety observer to safely work there. So I'm going to ring the construction company and ask him where the safety observer is because he needs to watch me work uh, to make right. sure we don't. Um, you know, it just allows people to put those control measures in place. So, so it makes sense in, in a large organization, you can do training, you can create more awareness. Uh, but some of the work that you're talking about is also done by very small organizations. Like when you're talking about some of the vegetation management, cutting down trees, some of these are large companies, but I'm assuming some are also quite small. How, how do you get that message through? How do you get leaders to make sure they put the right emphasis and, and awareness around it? This episode of the Safety Guru Podcast is brought to you by Propolo Consulting, the leading safety and safety culture advisory firm. Whether you are looking to assess your safety culture, develop strategies to level up your safety performance, introduce human performance capabilities, re-energize your BBS program, enhance supervisory safety capabilities, or introduce unique safety leadership training and talent solutions, Propolo has you covered. Visit us at propolo.com. Uh, it, it's the, the face-to-face interaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the world's changed in the last two years, as we all know, mm-hmm. right? Um, but really, the face-to-face stuff, when you're able to, to stand in front of a group or stand in front of um, CEOs or, or managers uh, and, and really get that point across that, us humans make mistakes. Even the mm-hmm. best of your workers can make a very simple mistake by not identifying that power line hazard because our own brains have trained us to go, power lines are you know, not an issue for you. Um, yeah. So, you know, having that really simple tool that's in the palm of your hands on your phone, just mm-hmm. by looking at the map on your phone when you turn up on site, you've already reduced... Uh, the risk of actually hitting an overhead power line. So the message is so simple, right? And mm-hmm. the tool is very simple. So I, I use a, a, a theory called protection motivation theory, yeah. um, which I, I learned from a, a communications professor called Sam Ham. Um, he sort of explained it to me and I went, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then mm-hmm. I showed him some of the stuff, how I communicate with people. And he goes, Cookie, you're already doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't know about the theory, but this is what you're doing. And, and with with safety, you really need to have that element of fear. Um, mm-hmm. So number one, you need to understand how dangerous power lines actually are if you get too close, right? Yeah. So, you know, telling people about arcing and, you know, if you get too close and it arcs, you know, an arc is nearly 30,000 degrees Celsius, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll say it again, 30,000 in an instant, crazy. right? So I just had a cup of coffee before. It's like 70 to 80 degrees. Yeah. And if I spilt it onto my lap, it's going to burn me, right? Mm-hmm. Well, 30,000 in an instant, just a tremendous release of energy at one point in time. So being able to sort of show that in a, even a still ad with, a, with an arc coming from a power line to a machine, mm-hmm. for example, you know, and it could be... You know anything from a agriculture machine yep. to a crane to an excavator, tip truck. You know, showing that type of stuff makes people interested because it shows a bit of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, then you need to have that feeling of self worth, getting back to your family. But to to, to make an ad work or that mm-hmm. communication method work, 
It needs a really simple way to change your behavior. And that's why the Look Up and Live app is absolutely working because you've got it on your phone yeah. and you can easily find it at lookupandlive.com. Mm. So, you know, save it to your home screen or download the app. Yeah. You've got it there. You just look at it on your phone and you're instantly identifying the hazards. Um, and that changes your behavior. Sure. Right? So, and, and for that, that's. Yep. Yeah, and for listeners in Europe or, or or the U.S. or Canada, you mentioned Canada potentially coming onto to the app as well. Is there something similar uh, to to help visualize where the lines are? Oh, look, I'm I'm sure there's there's other out there that are using this Esri technology that we're using. Um, you know, <clears throat> I've seen lots of similar products. I haven't really seen mm-hmm. um, anything. It, is is as uh, I suppose similar as what we're doing, where we've managed to, you know, get other distributors to actually start working together, right. uh, and that's the beauty of this product is if you can find it all at one, you know, location, like even if you've got your own product off to the side that you know you can communicate to your um, customers, I suppose, sure. uh, your own way if you want to do it, but. Once the data is made public, if we all share it onto one application, um, such as lookupandlive.com, um, you know, you, you zoom down to your part of the world. And mm-hmm. once you click on that power line, it tells you who owns it, right? right? So, you know, if you click on it in Queensland, you might find that Ergon or Energex own it. If you go to New South Wales, you might find a company called Essential Energy owns it. If you went to Saskatchewan, I always have trouble with that name, but if you click on it, <laughs> Power. it might tell you that's, <laughs> yeah, it might, Sax Power owns it, right? So it tells you who owns it right. and how to um, find out their safety information. So right. that's a, that's the beauty of it. Um, so the more people make their data public, the more we can add to this, you know, I see it as an international mm-hmm. damage pr- protection tool. Um, and the beauty of it, it doesn't cost that much to, to operate, right? right. So um, I had no budget to build this app, right? Mm-hmm. I just went to two very smart individuals called Matt Piper and Thorsten Horrister in, in our business and said, you know, I've got this idea. I want to overlay all our power lines onto a map. And they went away and built it and brought it back. So what's this look? I said, that's perfect. You know, it's like, this this is awesome. So, and then, you know, basically took it to, like I'm an advocate for all these industries mm-hmm. outside of uh, our power line distribution company. And, you know, I've got all these contacts within agriculture and construction. And I just said, look, I've, we've built this. Do you think this would be of assistance? And everyone's gone, this is great, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, like like I said, when I do a talk and I, I go through all the, you know, the, <coughs> the stuff I said before and I get to the to the look up and live part, and I said, look, I know I said at the start we've got all these dangers and all the rest of it, but here's the tool to help you safely work. Right. And when I finish the talk, people just come up to me and go, that's amazing. Thanks for putting so much effort into this. And, and you know, you can see your passion and, and advocacy for it. And and people just going, this is going to change the way I work. Mm-hmm. And I think you've saved my life because I've worked close to power lines. And you're 100% right. I haven't seen power lines before. I've had so many close calls. And, you know, it's just, it it's working. And mm-hmm. it, it's because it's so easy. You know, we don't have to make things long and complicated and, and make it into a full risk assessment, for example, this is just a simple hazard identifier for power lines. Make it visible. Um, and yeah. yeah, and I've got no doubt that 
this has saved lives, mm-hmm. no doubt. Well, um, you had the stats before. It's similar to the call before you dig that it is not operating normally by one company. It's it's a one number that you call from wherever to understand what, what are my hazards. That's right. And the beauty of it, you mentioned it before, it works for a one-man band or, you know, mm-hmm. a multinational company, right? So, you know, if someone wants to do some, you know, work in Australia and they're based in, you know, Malaysia, they can look up yep. the, the power line infrastructure in Queensland or New South Wales and, and have a plan before they even start. So when, once they've won that tender to do the work, they can start planning already for the power lines and, mm-hmm. and contact the, the power line company to, you know, either underground them or remove them if that's the plan. Or, you know, for a farmer, we've, we've um, in, in Australia, there's a, a, there's a new um, innovation called a rotor marker. Mm-hmm. So it's a spinning red and white marker that gets attached to power lines. And it's really working for the agricultural and construction and mm-hmm. in particular the aviation industry. Because this new marker is very visible. Um, it, it's basically red and white and it spins. So yeah. when something is spinning on a power line or moving, it absolutely negates the inattentional blindness. Because right? mm. what our eyes and our brain do like is movement. So it's back to the caveman days again. So something that's in your peripheral vision and it moves, your brain goes, that is interesting, and you look at it. So these um, rotor markers these red and white spinning markers are making a huge difference in these industries once they're installed. So, you know, someone does the look up and live app, comes up with a plan. Part of that plan is to identify the power lines and mark them mm-hmm. because, for, for example, they don't have enough money to, to move them. Sure. Or, you know, so it's, a, it's an admin control, but it's a really effective admin control mm-hmm. because what it does is change, firstly, the, the operator or the worker will identify that the power lines are near right. them. But it changes their behavior because once they've identified it, they go, oh, power lines. I'm going to lower everything down to the lowest point or I'm not sure. going over there anymore or I'm going to get the safety observer to come and watch me operate while sure. I can safely be there. So, And the these two tools, the Look Up and Live tool and the Rotor Marker, have actually come out at a very similar time. So mm-hmm. I put the success that we've had down to these two products. You know, the Rotor Marker is still... Um, gaining legs, as is the look up and live tool. Mm-hmm. But I, I see moving forward these two things being a very um, practical way yeah. uh, to negate power line safety. Um, and they're very cheap. Like they're only about $100 each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't need multiple markers on power lines. You just need one every around 50 meters. Sure. Um, and your eye will see it. And like for, for aviation in particular, uh, pilots can see them from oh. over a kilometre away. Oh, wow. So, you know, it gives them, uh, you know, six times more time to react for a, you know, an aerial applicator mm-hmm. coming in spraying crops. You know, they've they've got six more times to react if they've missed uh, where the power line is, for example. Sure. Right? So that, that's part of the reason why we've seen uh, a reduction in the aviation industry as well. But... You know, just giving people that ability to plan plus plus those rotor markers. Yeah, so, so- you know, and like I said, it's the movement factor. So still, or static balls that we use to, to mark power lines, the smaller balls in particular, you know, the ones that are about a foot or 300 mil, they're really hard to see. And, and you can only see them from about five to 600 metres, mm-hmm. whereas those rotor markers, because they're spinning a, a, you know, over a kilometre. So, yeah, just another tool that we've, we've got in our arsenal to... 
try and stop accidental contacts with yeah. power lines. Yeah, Cookie, so. I really appreciate your passion for an important topic like this, where unfortunately there's too many fatalities, too many ha people that get into harm's way, uh, and the effect of, like you said, an arc flash, if you, if you survive it, can be very, very lasting scars and, and burns um, as well. So really appreciate you sharing all of this. At the end of the day, if I summarize, it's create a plan, be aware of it, whether it's through markers, looking in terms of an app, but making sure workers really understand where those power lines are. And then also understanding how to respond, understanding an arc flash, understanding a safe distance away from the lines. And if you do end up, how to basically stay put. Is that correct? Yeah, mate, that's, you, you hit the nail on the head there, mate. Good. Thank you so much. And thank you for as well building that app, the Look Up to Live. If you're in Australia, uh, New Zealand, uh, you can download that tool and hopefully it will come up uh, as well in other parts of the world because I think it's a great concept to create the awareness, create one platform where people can see where their hazards are. It's, it's um, you can download it anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't have all the power on infrastructure <laughs> Not yet. on it yet. So if you wanna, if you wanna check it out, just yeah, go to the app stores and, and, and search Look Up and Live, you'll be able to find it. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to um, contact me, more than happy to talk about power line safety. So, um, and if you want to add your data to the map, let's have just let's have a chat. It doesn't cost anything. So perfect. It's a simple data share arrangement. So excellent. Well, thank you so much, Cookie. Really appreciate you uh, coming onto the show, sharing the examples, the stories, uh, some tips, but also in terms of building some tools that are having meaningful impact in terms of saving lives. No worries, Eric. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Like what we do? Share this on your socials and tell everyone. Thank you for listening to the Safety Guru on C-Suite Radio. Leave a legacy. Distinguish yourself from the pack. Grow your success. Capture the hearts and minds of your teams. Fuel your future. Come back in two weeks for the next episode or listen to our sister show with the Ops Guru, Eric McCroskey.